Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong, and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God doesn't. So friends, welcome. Good morning, church. <laughs> My name is Angela Malloy. And I'm Denny Balasio. Pastor Donna is in Hawaii today and next week, so we will be leading in worship today. And today, we have the opportunity to listen to a sermon, a video sermon, given by Bishop Cedric Bridgeforth as part of opening worship at annual conference. So we will be settling in for a wonderful but long talk. We invite you to fill out the Connect cards so that we know you're here. It's an opportunity to make some requests to speak with the pastors or get on prayer lists. And we also invite you to stand for the call to worship. What does the Lord require of you? To do, to do justice, justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. What does God command of us? To love God with all our heart, and all our soul, and all our mind, and all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. God does not call us to ease or to comfort, but, but to, to presence and abundance and grace in our struggle. Let us worship God the God who believes, who believes in us and trusts in us and abides with us. Let us worship the God who will ask much of us, but will be beside us every step of the way. Amen. And now friends, as we gather on the lands of the Coast Salish people, let us reconcile our hearts towards God and one another with the passing of the peace. If you're in the room, uh, we invite you to greet one another with a handshake or a hug, whatever you're both comfortable with. And if you're at home, know that you're not alone. We're here with you. Friends, will you turn and wave to our friends at home? The peace of Christ be with you all.
yeah, stand, stand back for the hymns. <laughs> the monitors are a little hot too. I think oh, maybe, okay. But... had a very energetic week here for Vacation Bible School. And I invite you now, as you're able, to stand up or raise your hand if you participated in or volunteered for Vacation Bible School.
And if you brought your child or your grandchild to Vacation Bible School, If you donated supplies or money to help with VBS. And if you prayed for us this week. I love you. It takes so many people to make VBS a success and nearly every one of you was involved in some way. So thank you all for supporting this important ministry to our kids. Our youngest beloveds had a blast this week and learned a lot. So in service today, we are going to hear uh, from Bishop Cedric Bridgeforth. He's going to talk with us um, about the theme of annual conference, which was go and do likewise, um, the story of the Good Samaritan. So some of our kids would like to share with you a skit from our second day of VBS when we learned about the healing of bodies and relationships that happens within this parable. Will my friends come up here? Elaine, I need you. Once there was a man who loved people extraordinarily well. He taught people lessons by telling wonderful stories. Who knows who this man is? You guys know who this man was? Who was it? Jesus, that's right, okay? So one day when Jesus was teaching, a lawyer asked him a question. Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What was written in the law? You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and you should love your neighbor as yourself. Right, go and do that. But who is my neighbor? So, Jesus told this story. A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. While he was walking, the man fell into the hands of robbers. They beat him up and hurt him very badly. Leaving him on the side of the road, 
Now a priest was walking down the road. When the priest saw the hurt man, he quickly passed by on the other side. Next, a Levite came down, came down the road. When he saw the hurt man, he too passed by. A bit later, a Samaritan came down the road. When, he, when they saw the hurt man, the Samaritan ran to help. The bandaged wound wound put the hurt man on the donkey and took him to the to an inn. There they took care of the hurt man and gave him money to the inn's innkeeper, asking that the hurt man would be cared for until the Samaritan came back. Now, which of these three was a neighbor to the man who was hurt? Which of these three was a neighbor to the one who was hurt? Congregation, what do you think? Wow, thank you. All right, friends, I invite you now to sit back and enjoy a slideshow of our week where we learned how we can mend the world by feeding, healing, laughing, praying, and resting.
like to invite all of my VBS participants, grown-ups too, to come up here and help us sing our anthem for today, All Things Bright and Beautiful. Okay, are you guys ready? Hey friends from VBS, are you all ready? Yeah. 
All right, here we go. Remember, it's not as many of us, so you have to sing out nice and strong, and don't forget all the movements, all right? All right, here we go. Here we go. One, two, three. All things bright and beautiful. All creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Each little flower that opens, each little bird that sings, God made their glowing colors and made their tiny wings. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. The cold wind in the winter, the pleasant sun, Sun. The ripe fruits in the garden, God made them every one. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Oh, no. Sorry, there's an extra part right now, everyone. <laughs> that was great. Let's do that verse one more time. God gave us eyes to see them and lips that we might tell. How great is God Almighty, who has made all things well. Last time. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small. All things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Good job, everyone. Thank you, friends. And you're invited to stay with your grown-ups or hang out in the playground if you want to. And we're going to move on with our service. Thank you. Good morning, church. My name is Johnny Erickson. Please rise in whatever way is meaningful for you for the reading of the scripture. The scripture lesson for today is a reading of the gospel according to Luke, chapter 10, verses 30 through 37 in the Common English Bible version. Jesus replied, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho 
but he encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road, but when he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, and he saw the injured man and crossed over to the other side of the road, and he also went on his way. But then a Samaritan who was on a journey came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him, bandaged his wounds, and tended them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey. He took him to an inn, and he took care of him. The next day, he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional costs. What do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? And the legal expert said, the one who demonstrated mercy towards him. And so Jesus told him, then you go and do likewise. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, and for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation. Anytime I come to a, um, 
a scriptural text, I tend to look at where, like, where is this happening? Like, where is this, where, where, what's taking place in here? And I also look at the characters. Who's involved in the text? Who are the characters? So as we look at this text here from Luke 10, of course, we know that, you know, the main characters are Jesus and this legal expert. But if you go inside the parable or go inside the story that Jesus shares here, there are some other characters. We have the man who was beaten by robbers or overcome by robbers in these newer translations. We have, well, I guess it means we have to have the robbers too, right? There's the priest, the Levite, the Samaritan. I'll include the donkey, <laughs> the innkeeper, all characters in this text. And oftentimes, as I read and I am able to identify which characters show up in the text, I then take this next step and I place myself in there as one or more of those characters. Do you do this? So as you hear this list of characters, which character are you? Depends on the day. Yeah, depends on the day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an accurate uh, piece there. And yeah, it depends on the day and it depends on the situation. I also believe that it may depend on whether you're looking in a mirror or if you're looking out a window. May depend on whether you're looking in a mirror or looking out a window. See, a mirror gives us a reflection, gives us a reflection of ourselves, and we can see ourselves up close if we choose. We can step back and see ourselves in full view if the mirror and the space allows for that. We can critique what we see. We can sometimes fix what's there if we choose to do so. But here's the thing, when we're looking in a mirror, we, we, it's, it's, it's a reflection, and what we see is at reverse angle. And we can only see ourselves in relation to what's behind us. So we see ourselves and what's behind us when we're in a mirror. And sometimes what's behind us, what's back there, calls to us and challenges our ability and our capacity to move forward or to see things differently. It blocks our imagination because it seems too real, right? I mean, mirrors have a way of bringing us a view of what's familiar, but it's not always welcomed. Am I the only one? <laughs> mirrors can also block what's out in front of us because oftentimes mirrors are hanging on walls and we can't see through those. <laughs> and I think the lawyer that approaches Jesus, this legal expert that approached Jesus was looking through a mirror. He could only see himself and his way of understanding the world and the way of God. But Jesus invites him to step away from the mirror 
and into a window. He wanted the lawyer to see what was happening beyond himself, to see what was happening out ahead, not just what had come before. He wanted him to grasp the possibility that what was behind him may have served him well for a season, but this was a time for him to look ahead. There it is. Jesus wanted him to look at what was going on around him, to see the many ways he was not being a good neighbor, even with all the good that he was doing. Hmm. He was not being a good neighbor because he limited his understanding of who his neighbor could be. So much so that he was bold enough to ask the question, who is my neighbor? So I told you the M is about ministry that matters. That's about housing and health. And you'll go watch that. You'll have to. And then the I is about itineration and location. You'll watch that. You'll, you'll have to. And the L today is about lay ministry enhancement. You'll get this. And you'll still want to go back and watch this. <laughs> and you may ask, well, what does this M-I-L-E have to do with go and do likewise? Andy, I am so glad you asked. Thank you so much. What does it have to do with being a good neighbor? Well, It seems that as leaders and members in the United Methodist Church, that we've been walking and talking a lot like this legal expert in the text. We've been focusing on the letter of the law instead of loving each other as though our lives depend on it. We've been engaged in what I call mirror talk. Just looking at ourselves, talking to ourselves, about ourselves. We've been asking questions that we already know the answers to. So we can seem smarter than we actually, I'm sorry. That's mirror talk. (laughs) We've been looking at ourselves, patting ourselves on our own backs and stabbing others in theirs. All in the name of God, while blood is being spilled from black and brown bodies. Mirror talk. Children knowing more about active shooter drills and how to dribble a basketball than they do what it means, than they know about what it means to be made in the image and the likeness of God. Mirror talk. Women being held hostage to fables and ideals that may not apply to them, but the men won't shut up and sit down long enough for them to speak. Mirror talk. Claiming. Oh, can I preach this today? 
claiming our church would grow if our children came back. Without acknowledging that your children have children of their own and live two states away. Yet, there are several families with children within a stone's throw of your church who've never heard from you. Mirror talk. Insisting that if the preaching and teaching were better, things at your church would be different. But you won't take a lay speaking course. You won't read a scripture. You won't pray unless we write it all down for you. Mirror talk. We're going on and on about how the pastor won't visit the sick and you don't either. Mirror talk. Hey, y'all invited me. I, you know, I, I... <laughs> Knowing you don't want to serve in a role, but because no one else will volunteer, you say, I'll do it. Mirror talk. See, that's not honorable. <laughs> You're stepping in somebody else's ministry space. Leave it there. If God wants it done, God will send the person anointed and appointed to do it. Some of you've lost the zeal for your ministry because you're doing somebody else's ministry. Some of you can't discover your ministry because you're doing everybody else's ministry. Oh, y'all didn't like that one. <laughs> Asking. Why does that church down the street have so many members and so many wonderful activities? But your church hasn't entertained a new program or idea in 20 years. Or in the mouth of the lawyer in conversation with Jesus, it may have sounded simply like, who is my neighbor? See, that's mirror talk. Jesus challenges the lawyer to move beyond mirror talk and to do some window work. And that's when he tells him the story. And he ends the story inquiring about window work when he asked which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves. And the legal expert responded with, responded with a window work response. That's it right there, see? <laughs> Tell him we're getting ready to do window work up in here. But he responded with a window work response. And he says, the one who demonstrated mercy toward him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Better yet, go and do window work. So your window work in your community may be different from the window work in other churches. It may not fit neatly into these categories outlined here in the M-I-L-E. That doesn't mean you say, well, the bishop wants us to do this mild thing. 
The bishop says, we're going to do this ministry that matters. We need to focus on this itineration and location. We need to focus on the lay ministry enhancement and eliminating racism. And we're not doing that. We have all this other great stuff we're doing that isn't attracting or meaning anything to anybody, but because we don't want Mabel to get mad, we're going to just keep doing it. If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> but it may not fit neatly into these categories, and that's okay. Are you interested in knowing your neighbors? Are you interested in sh and showing? <laughs> are you interested and are you showing interest in your neighbors? Now, I'm working against the clock here. I'm working against the clock here. Okay, let me back up. Let me back up. All right, let me go ahead. So in my few months with you, I've participated in meet and greets and listening sessions, been reviewing what you've been engaged in over the past few years, trying to hear your concerns, not your gripes, although I've heard some of those, <laughs> but trying to hear the cries of your hearts. And what I'm seeing is a need for direction, focus, and vision. And what I'm offering is a pathway that can lead us in that direction. Offer a pathway for us to move toward discerning our vision by naming areas where we can have great impact, where we can experience unity, and listen for God as we do our window work. So the L of our M-I-L-E is lay ministry enhancement. It's in the text. See, Oregon, Idaho didn't think itineration and location was in the text. <laughs> Jeremy Smith, was it in the text? It was in the text. The L is in the text too. Lay ministry enhancement. Murray, it's in the text. Not only are there characters in this scripture, but there are calls and callings identified in this text. I mean, there's Jesus, you know, son of God. <laughs> the lawyer, legal expert. But in the parable, we have the priest who was called to officiate at many offerings under the law of Moses. And you know, you're all more scholarly than I. They, they had things to do. <laughs> they had the priestly things to priest on, right? So, and because of that, the priest calling and responsibilities led him to the other side of the road to get to his people, to his role with his people. It's like he knew his lane and his lane curved 
And he went on to do what he had to do. And then there's the Levite, who was not quite the priest thing, stuff to do, but had responsibilities, important roles to perform. And I in no way am making light of them. Clear sense about what they were to do, clear sense about what their expectations were. And you've heard all that, you've preached all the sermons about why they had to do what they did, right? I mean, you, you've preached these sermons. But there was some went into the ditch, cared for the injured man, put him on his own donkey, and took him to the inn, and did some collaborative and cooperative ministry with the innkeeper. How much of that do you think was on his to-do list when he left the house? The Samaritan and the innkeeper did not wait for the pastor, the superintendent, the cabinet, the bishop, the judicial council, or general conference. They did not need an edict from on high to tell them what was right to do. They didn't care what the law book said. Someone was in need. Because see, some law books would have told the innkeeper that person can't stay here. Some law books would have told that Samaritan, your kind is incompatible. I'm sorry. Um, it seems obvious to me that the Samaritan was a person who was clear, just as clear about who he was as the, as the priest and the Levite. It's clear about who he was and his title and what others called him or said about him did not deter him from showing mercy. And you know what? Showing mercy is just about showing up. I could stop right there, but I won't. See, there's a place for set apart and lay ministry in the text, as well as in our life and our work. Neither is better than the other. It just doesn't help you or me when we don't know what's possible or what is best. See, our current policy structures and behaviors do not always help us. Beloved, we must be as serious about training and sending laity as we are about preparing and sending pastoral leaders. That's our window work. We have to get ready because many congregations and communities, sexism, racism, economics, politics, and unrealistic expectations make it difficult for us to know how to move a congregation forward. 
Laity protesting when we send someone who matches more of the best of who you can be instead of who you were. Who Jesus. See, there's no harm in saying we're struggling to be better, to be more inclusive. No harm in saying that. But it's not okay to say it's too hard and we're fine just the way we are. If that's true, stop praying. Stop expecting others to change. Just assume everyone else made the same choice you made and they're stuck in the ditch too. There's no harm in saying, I don't know what God wants me to do. There's no harm in trying a few things to see what feels right or what's being affirmed in you by others. What's advancing the mission of the church more than it's stroking your ego? See, staying in the mirror is like being stuck in a ditch. It's like being beaten by robbers. <laughs> because the best of who you are cannot be discovered or experienced in the mirror. Certified lay ministry training can be window work if you use what you learn to do something other than to say, I'm a CLM. Because for every CLM who introduces themselves to me and says, I'm a CLM, and I ask, and what are you doing? Is that rude in, the, in Pacific Northwest? <laughs> I probably should have checked this out. Is that rude? I mean, is that... Is that I mean, I'm bringing my southern sensibilities, and so I, I probably should have checked that out with somebody. But you get certified and you get busy, so we don't think you certifiable. I mean, being a lay servant minister and doing some speaking within the confines of your church is nice. But going to the senior center or helping a neighboring church that does not have a you in the pew, that's fantastic. Providing opportunities for young people to serve, oh, that's nice. Funding opportunities for them to explore what meaningful service can be for them, that's fantastic. Encouraging someone who is compassionate and attentive to consider licensed or ordained ministry is, it's nice. But praying with someone to be open to the many ways God can and will call each of us, that's fantastic. I mean, one of the areas of ministry that's always been dear to me is the ministry of lay leaders. And I want us to expect our lay leaders to do more than run around to all the meetings because that's what we told them, that that's what they're supposed to do. I want our expectations to rise above that. I mean, they're, they're, they're not window dressing. These are ministers in our midst 
Let's expect them to be ministers in our midst and let's respect them as ministers in our midst. And if you're looking and you're going, but they don't do it. Well, let's train them to be ministers in our midst. I'm going to skip this next page. I'm reading the room. Because I intend to work closely with our conference lay leaders, our conference and area-wide staff to ensure that we have as many resource opportunities for lay ministry training and development as we do for clergy. We cannot rest until each of the conferences in the greater Northwest, and yes, I said each of the conferences I'll come back to that later. To each of the conferences in the greater Northwest has a lay equivalent to the Board of Ministry in staffing and resourcing. This is one way, just one way, to demonstrate our commitment to a priesthood of all believers or the concept that everyone is called. That's window work. Thank you. Another pursuit or passion along these lines is an ask. Ask. I have of each of you. Each of you. I'm asking every ministry setting, every ministry setting, to identify at least one person that you will commit to pray with and pray for as they discern what God is calling them to. And this is not about finding someone who thinks they may be called to licensed, certified, or ordained ministry. This is about that someone who is willing to be open to listen for what God wants them to do. It may be something totally unrelated to the ministry of your local church. And thanks be to God if it is. And when that person gets it, move on to the next person. That's window work. In Jesus' story, the Samaritan's window work involved him taking the man who had been beaten to a secure location and ensured he had what he needed to be taken care of. He identified a need and involved himself in the solution. He didn't pass to the other side of the road. He did not assume because he was not a, pa I'm sorry, that he did not have a title that he should wait. He engaged in his window work. The legal expert heard the story and responded to Jesus' question. But did he go back to mirror talk or window work? See, when you decide to do window work, you will still need to take a glance in the mirror from time to time. But when we do window work, we gain a better sense of who we see in the mirror. 
And while you're in that mirror, I pray that you ask the question the legal expert asked Jesus. Who is my neighbor? And as you ask that question in that mirror, I pray that you hear Jesus say, go and do likewise. Better yet, go and do your window work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. together in this house of prayer, we open ourselves to your spirit. Who is our neighbor and who was this Samaritan called good? Lord, bring fresh understanding to why the Samaritan alone drew near to danger, unafraid, giving compassion, and bringing hope. Guide us, God in being open to helping the stranger, the outcast, and the one without community. God, we name that we have often failed to see our neighbors unless it is convenient and scheduled. We know that the Good Samaritan acts as one who knows the kingdom is near. And we know that your kingdom comes near when we do the same. But Creator God, coming near is not easy. It's easier to withdraw and to ignore the world's hurt. Forgive our hesitation and make bold our witness. God of love, help us to see the world through your eyes and to be filled with your deep compassion. Help us to be merciful neighbors, 
even when it is inconvenient, when we don't have time, or when we have other responsibilities to attend to. Grant us the insight to see the need in those around us, the wisdom to know how to respond, and the strength to do so willingly. We pray for those we might cross the road to avoid, the poor, the vulnerable, and the marginalized. For those who, in many and various ways, have been stripped, beaten, and left for dead. We pray, Lord, for all who call from us more than we feel we have left to give. Open our eyes that we might not cross the road from human need. May our love of you and love of our neighbor call us to be people of peace and justice in the world. And may we, like the Good Samaritan, always go and do likewise. In the name of Jesus, great teacher, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. I invite us into a time of giving. The offering plate will be passed in the sanctuary and you are encouraged to be generous as God has been generous to us. If you are online, you may give two ways. Online, using the give or link button in the top right corner or via snail mail. In order to give online, please go to edmundsumc.org forward slash give. In order to give via mail, please send your offering to 828 Casper Street, Edmonds 98020.
Father, as we lay before you our financial offering, we give you all that we are and everything that you have entrusted to us. We bring you only what is yours, that you might use this offering and the giver for the building up of your kingdom and the glory of your name. We pray for your blessing today as we come to give you our tithes and offering and ask that you would bless us in return. And the people said, Amen. We just have a couple brief announcements for you, friends. Um, first, you're all invited to join us in the Wesley Room um, as we celebrate Vacation Bible School with ice cream. So please go eat it. I don't want to take it home. Um, and second, we need to take down um, the VBS decorations. So Jeanette definitely needs help. It takes many days to put it up, um, but if we all work together, it can take just half an hour. So please, if you're able to stay, do. And now will you please rise and body your spirit for the closing hymn?
we go out from this place and recognize God the creator in surprising acts of kindness. May we experience the human God in tiny acts of extraordinary love. And may we demonstrate the courage of God's spirit in all we do, in all we say, to friends and to strangers, today and every day. Amen.